A new world is emerging. It is a new world order. To build back better or whatever. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. To be ready for pandemic two, I, I call this pandemic one. We've got to get them vaccinated and hopefully they will do it willingly. It's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste. Pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack. This is Connect Those Dots. Genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. We are delivering millions of doses of a safe and effective vaccine that will soon end this terrible pandemic and save millions and millions of lives. We're grateful for all of the scientists, researchers, manufacturing workers, and service members who have worked tirelessly to make this breakthrough possible. It is truly a Christmas miracle. Bruh. Meanwhile. Do you get it? Well. I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. If and when the vaccine comes, it's not likely to go through all the tests that needs to be and the trials that are needed to be done. When we finally do, God willing, get a vaccine, who's going to take the shot? Who's going to take the shot? You can be the first one to say, put me, sign me up. They now say it's okay. And the question of whether it's real when it's there, that requires enormous transparency. You've got to make all of it available to other experts across the nation. So they can look and see. So there's consensus. This is a safe vaccine. If the president announced tomorrow we have a vaccine, would you take it? Only if it was completely transparent that other experts in the country could look at it. Only if we knew all of what went into it. If Donald Trump can't give answers and the administration can't give answers to these three questions, the American people should not have confidence. But if Donald Trump tells us I should that we should take it, I'm not taking it. A few moments later. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Especially with the Delta variant, which is the hardiest and uh, most contagious variant we've seen to date. We need all the protection that we can get. That's why the vaccines are so effective. We've got to get them vaccinated and hopefully they will do it willingly. I think we really make, need to make it clear that there are privileges associated with being an American. We have to be more blunt, we have to be more forceful. If you do not want to get vaccinated, you can work from home. You can homeschool your children. You can shop online. So where is this coming from? People saying, I'm now being forced to be vaccinated. If you want to travel, you better go get that vaccine. You should be wearing masks even when you are vaccinated if you are indoors. If you wish to have these privileges, you need to get vaccinated. We have to say something coming out. You know, you don't get vaccinated, you know you're going to die. I mean, let's just, let's just be really blunt to these people. Get Hello there, Dot Connectors, and uh, welcome to another episode here of Connect Those Dots. And uh, I'm just going to get right into it and say it. These shots, these jabs, these injections, these syringes, these needles, these boosters, these... Fake vaccines. Fake vaccines. Are hurting people. These shots are proven to be hurting 
people and they still are telling us to get them and they still haven't been taken off the shelves and the people that administered them, created them, falsely advertised them are still not brought to justice and we're still acting like it's not happening, but it's happening. These injections are hurting people. There are more allergic reactions to the COVID vaccines than first expected. Headaches, nausea, hallucinations, and yes, even death. I've lost count of the injuries. Things like urinating clots of blood, paresthesias, gastroparesis, altered mental status, respiratory arrest, cardiac arrest, new onset diabetes. I have patients who can't walk anymore. I've just never seen anything like this in all my years of practicing medicine. Let me just read you some headlines from this past week alone. 44% of pregnant women in Pfizer trial lost their babies. FDA and CDC recommend jabs for expectant mothers anyway. Bruh. Life insurance CEO says deaths are up 40% amongst those of the age of 18 and 64. Bruh. Huge, huge numbers. Insurance group sees death rates up 40% over the pre-pandemic levels. Bruh. Shocking, UK government admits COVID-vaccinated children are 4,000% more. I'm, I'm just making sure I read that number correctly. 4,000% more likely to die of any cause. Bruh. And 13,000% more likely to die of COVID-19 than unvaccinated children. Let me just read that one one more time because it is shocking. UK government admits COVID-vaccinated children are 4,000% more likely to die of any cause and 13,000% more likely to die of COVID-19 rather than unvaccinated children. Bruh. It's from globalresearch.com. That's, that's an establishment publication. I mean, I can go on and on. But wait, there's more. Double-vax New Zealanders seven times sicker this year than pre-COVID-19. So the people that took these injections, they're reporting being sick more than usual. They just get sick more often now because their immune systems are waning because it's proven that the mRNA compromises your immune system. And Dr. David Bauer, one of the top virologists running this so-called vaccine program in the UK, confirms all of this. We found that recipients of the Pfizer vaccine, those who've had two doses, have about five to six-fold lower amounts of neutralizing antibodies, which block the virus from getting into your cells in the first place. We've also found that for people with only one dose of the Pfizer jab, that they are less likely to have high levels of these antibodies in their blood. And perhaps most importantly for all of us going forward is that we see that the older you are, the lower your levels are likely to be, and the time since you've had your second jab, as that time goes on, the lower your levels are also likely to be. And actually says that having a regular booster shot will be some kind of remedy. So that's telling us that we're probably going to be needing to prioritize boosters for older and more vulnerable people. Like a monthly subscription service to stay alive. Here's another headline. Most people who were infected with Omicron didn't even know they had it. So they scare you with all these names, COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2, Omicron, Delta variant. They scare you with all these names, 
and then you take a PCR test, which is a test that doesn't test for the virus, really. It just creates this big wide net if you have any sort of genetic material of a coronavirus and that genetic material is all over the place. It's all around us constantly, okay? So if the PCR test picks up that genetic material, even at the slightest amount, even when you don't have any symptoms, you're not sick, it's going to say that you tested positive for a virus that you don't have, and then you're told to take an injection. Dr. Kerry Mullis was awarded the Nobel Prize for his invention of the polymers chain reaction, the PCR. The PCR is a method of analysis and wasn't designed to test for a virus. Mullis explains why. And with PCR, if you do it well, you can find almost anything in anybody. It starts making you believe in the sort of Buddhist notion that everything is contained in everything else, right? I mean, because if you can amplify one single molecule up to, a, to something that you can really measure, which PCR can do, then there's just very few molecules that you don't have at least one single one of them in your body, okay? So that could be thought of as a misuse of it just to, to claim that it's meaningful. The PCR test can potentially find anything you are looking for, depending on how high you turn it up. But let me continue with the headlines. Military whistleblower denounces mRNA mandate as causing widespread injuries. So they want to mandate it on the military and people don't want it. And people that are taking it, who cave into it and take it, they're getting injured. What do you know? What do you know? Oh my God, what a shocker. Luke Knotts, Florida college football player and brother of Buffalo Bills tight end Dawson Knox dies suddenly at the age of 22. We are seeing all sorts of athletes dropping like flies, whether it's soccer, college sports, high school sports, referees, tennis players. I mean, you could just look it up. Soccer players collapsing suddenly compilation. Just look that up on YouTube. I'm sure you'll find something. But, but it, it, it's deeper than that. I mean, all these things, all these headlines from the, the babies not living inside of the womb of the mothers who are vaccinated, from the military mandates, it's, it's all pressure tactics to the PCR test not working and nobody knowing that they had an Omicron even though the PCR test told them that they did. It's all connected. It's all pressurizing you to take this injection that is being proved to hurt people. And really, don't take my word for it. Go on the CDC website yourself. Go on the CDC website yourself and you'll see it all. Google it. FDA safety surveillance of COVID-19 vaccines. Working list of possible adverse event outcomes. Oh, pull it up, Jamie. And it's got it all. It's got the whole list. It's got all the things that you hear about. Guillain-Barre, cancer, blood clots, sterility, stroke, vaccine-enhanced disease, autoimmune disease, which is AIDS, autoimmune disease, AID, AIDS, autoimmune disease, Kawasaki disease, whatever that is. I mean, all these quote-unquote side effects that are actually the real effect, they just call them the side effects, all of these effects from this injection, thrombosis, this bleeding of the brain, and then it just says death. Then it just, it just says death. That's a side effect. Death. Nice. Very nice. And you can look up that list yourself. FDA safety surveillance of COVID-19 vaccines. Working list of possible adverse event outcomes. 
on the CDC website. They say that you'll die if you take it. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. Maybe not next month. Maybe not next year. But a lot of people, they get their bro- they get their booster shot and they-, they can't even make it out of the hospital. I mean, and they want us to accept giving it to little children. When you do get a universal flu vaccine, you're going to want to give it to six-month-old kids. They want us to accept taking an annual injection. Do you think that we will every fall have to prepare ourselves for a booster shot with COVID just like we get a flu shot? I think so. They want us to accept losing our jobs if we don't submit and comply. They want to sit there and tell us with a straight face that it's sudden adult death syndrome that's causing this. They want to sit there with a straight face and say that it's normal for small children to get heart attacks. But we we all know what it is. We all know what it is. They tell us that it was safe and effective. They say it was a one-time dose. Joe Biden said up and down, you're not going to get COVID if you take this injection. Right after he said that, I'll never take that injection. It's going to kill us because Trump's going to give it to us, right? All these things, all this nonsense, all this doublespeak, all this backwards, inverted, opposite day consciousness that's just devoured our society. And these injections are the the most egregious example of it because they're hurting people. They're hurting people. And all of these media companies, all of these corporations that force this upon people, they're all complicit. They're all complicit in this harm to the well-being of others that didn't want to take the shot and got bullied into it, got peer pressured into it. I remember when I was a kid that at school, they had dare, you know, say no to drugs sort of campaign. And now you just see the opposite of that everywhere you go. You can't come in here unless you give to peer pressure. You can't work here unless you give to peer pressure. You can't go to a concert or a ball game or a large event unless you give in to peer pressure. So it's all opposite day mindset. It's all just getting us away from the good that we know intrinsically in our heart, in our instincts. They all just want us to go against our instincts and not believe our own eyes. They want us all mesmerized. And I'm going to play you this report from New Zealand right now. And you will see the mass Stockholm Syndrome. You want to know what mass mind control is? You want to know what mass mass battered wife syndrome? Look no further than New Zealand. That's like over 90% injected now. And you know who their prime minister is. I talk about her, Jacinda Ardern, might. And, I mean, this is the news report that they put out to people, and you're going to see how the average everyday people are completely compliant, are completely, have been just turned into robots, like mindless automatrons. I mean, I really can't describe it. You're going to have to hear it for yourself. Here's this news package from New Zealand regarding their whole... Carved policies. 
Well, COVID numbers are officially down, right? And yet every day it seems like our workmates are off with some kind of bug. So is there more sickness in the air right now? And if so, what the heck can we do about it? What the heck can we do about it? It has nothing to do that we've all got injected with this gene editing DNA altering technology. It has nothing to do with it, but everyone's getting sick around here, mate. What are the experts going to tell us about it, mate? Are you sick of being sick? You're not imagining it. More Kiwis are coughing, sniffling and calling off work. Our immunity against a whole lot of things is sort of a little bit down because um, we haven't been constantly, I feel like, primed all the time. I mean, just just making you afraid of a virus, just making you say that you're not equipped... Your body is fragile, you need more injections, you need more treatments, you need more drugs, you need to be afraid of a virus constantly, and that they are just totally immersed in that mindset. You can hear it in this woman's voice. The expert over here. So of course, we've got lots and lots of different viruses coming over, and it's not just the coronavirus, of course, lots of things are. Lots and lots of different viruses, lots and lots, and not just corona that you're going to be afraid about. You're going to be afraid forever, forever and ever and ever. Be afraid, be afraid, take injections, take injections, because there's so many viruses out there, mate, and you're going to die, you're going to die, you're going to die. Do you see this? And this is what they play in New Zealand. I'm going to try and relax, but it's just, isn't it, isn't it creepy? Isn't it creepy? Isn't it infuriating? And they, they play this fun music. And it's always like some motherly woman that's telling you that you need to obey, you need to be afraid, you need to listen to me to take my inje- I mean, I, I, let's just go on with the clip. Let's just go on with the clip. Seasonal flu, gastro bugs, conjunctivitis, even foot and mouth. It's all making everyone's lives just that much harder. Your life is going to be harder. Your life is going to be harder. It's harder. But we know it's going to help you, mate. And you know what it is, it's your vaccine, it's your vaccine, but none of these things are caused by the vaccines that you already took. The vaccines that you already took, they have nothing to do with all these things that I'm telling you to be afraid of now that you weren't, that you didn't have to worry about before you took the vaccine. They have nothing to do with each other, but more vaccines are going to help, you see? And that's despite COVID numbers finally going down. Community cases are at their lowest since February. But data reported in stuff.co.nz suggests compared to last year, respiratory illnesses have doubled. The Well Kiwis survey found double the number of us are experiencing cough, fever, illness, runny nose and sore throats. And when looking at pre-pandemic levels, we're actually seven times sicker. So so, so she just double speech you right there. No one's getting COVID anymore since they got vaccinated, but the number of respiratory illnesses, which... COVID is a respiratory illness, have doubled. But you just told me COVID's gone. You just told me you eradicated the COVID, but now you say that people are getting sick doubly with COVID-like symptoms. This is nonsense. And this woman that's making this news report, she's not even doing it on purpose. She's completely inverted. She's completely mind warped. You see it? How effortlessly she goes from saying one thing to saying the complete opposite thing and it has no it has no effect on her. She has no notice of it. It's like the mindset that they want you to have. This is what they want to immerse you in. 
And then you, the, the people that watch it sit there and go, Oh, we got rid of COVID, mate, but uh, I guess the flu is back. I guess the flu came back, mate. So what's going on? If we haven't learned anything from this pandemic, it would be a bit disappointing. Yeah, I wish, I wish we learned something. We obviously didn't learn anything because we still let people like you run around and sit there and tell us how to live our lives. We obviously haven't learned anything because we still allow people like you to have a voice. One of those things is that when you've got a cold or something like that, don't take it to work. We know what stops viruses from spreading and so masking up and keeping a distance isn't just about COVID, it's about, you know, all sorts of respiratory viruses. No, it doesn't. It doesn't do anything, Matt. Masking up and keeping your distance, which we learned doesn't do anything at all. We want to make sure that we do that again, even though it's been proven to do absolutely nothing. The only thing it's been proven to do, wearing a mask, is to give you bacterial ammonia, make you breathe your own bacteria back into your face, harbor more bacteria in your dirty, disgusting mask, and you can breathe it in all day. That's what's been proven about the masks, mate. And it's not the experts who've noticed. Yeah, there has been a few more days off, for sure. Our daughter's gone to kindergarten this year, so yeah, it's a bit unusual. It's hard to say, but she's, yeah, we've been sick out as a family, yeah. But I know a lot of my friends have been sick. It's the worst flu I've maybe ever had in my life. Um, yeah, so definitely worse. And I don't think it's my immune system, because I've been trying to be healthier than usual. So, they, that was just a bunch of, a series of people that they asked about the topic at hand. Have you noticed more people being sick in your workplace? And they all notice it. They all notice that people are more sick. New Zealand, over 90% vaccinated. And they're all like, oh, my immune system. Oh, 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 I don't know, my immune system. Maybe I need another booster. Maybe I need to wear me mask more often. Maybe I need to social distance. Maybe I need to take more PCR tests. Maybe I need to take another laterally flow test or whatever it's called, mate. They have all these protocols. Maybe I need to go to the COVID quarantine camp a little more, mate, so maybe my immune system can be better. I don't like to make fun of, like, you know, Australian people or New Zealanders. Or I think those countries are really cool. I used to before the, the whole COVID nonsense, you know, so it's a shame. But you see how docile these people are. You see the news reports they put out. You see how controlled and captured they are by this whole Build Back Better Great Reset program. Let's just finish up the clip right now. So what can you do to avoid all the nasties without having to live in your own personal lockdown? So they, so they took these injections and now they're all incredibly more sick, consistently sick, and they don't even think to correlate it to the shot. That's a pretty easy dot to connect, wouldn't it be, right? I mean, dot connectors, right? We, we connect a lot of dots here on connect those dots, but they can't even connect any dots. They, they don't even see dots. That's the thing. They don't have the sight. They're blind. They're mesmerized. They're in a trance. They're psychologically programmed. They're Pavlovian. They're hackable animals. They've been hacked. I mean, Harari, to a certain point, when he says hackable animals... I mean, the guy's got a point. When you see the example of these people walking around in New Zealand, completely in a trance, completely in a daze, taking any injection that they're told to take, taking any viewpoint that they're told to take, no critical thought, no self-awareness, no looking themselves in the mirror, 
They're hackable animals. They've been hacked. Hackable animals. He they they prove his point pretty pretty well. Oof. I mean, like, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? We we sit here and we know it's hurting people. Headline after headline. See on the CDC's own website, it says they can hurt people. First hand account after first hand account. People I know who have taken this injection and have had something serendipitously happen to them out of nowhere, okay? People that I know in my personal life that have taken this shot and something impromptu, health-wise, has occurred in their life. And they don't even think to correlate it. This mass Stockholm Syndrome. It's a pride thing of not wanting to admit that you've been got, you've been conned. And that's what we need to get over here. That's what we need to get over. I know there's a lot of people out there that do take this injection. They have an adverse reaction and then they're like, you know what? Thank God I'm still alive. I'm not taking another one of those, yada, yada. We have those people that learn their lesson the hard way. But then there's these people that... They just keep taking it, keep taking it, keep getting sick, having completely out of left field things happen to them, and they just refuse to admit that it had anything to do with the, with the shot. But even normies are waking up. Even the most normie of alls, they're still in a trance, but they're waking up to a certain extent. I know we talk about Stephen Colbert a lot on this show and how much of a just devious dystopian Hunger Games freakazoid that Stephen Colbert is. But he was out this week, and he had a comedian, Dana Carvey, fill in for him. And listen to what he says about the vaccine. So Stephen Colbert sits there and dances around with his syringes, tells you to get your vaccine, kisses the feet of Anthony Fauci. But here's Dana Carvey filling in for Stephen Colbert. And I, I can't believe they even got this on the TV. I can't believe they even got this on the air. I can't believe, it's hard to find, actually. I had to, like, sort of go digging to find it. But here's Dana Carvey with his uh, opening monologue on the Stephen Colbert show with a very, very different opinion about these jabs. Fauci's had enough. He's going to step down at the end of Biden's first term. What is he going to do? He wants to look for another job? What is he going to do, be a greeter at Walmart or something? Hey, the TVs are over there. I'm 5'2 and I'm almost 90. I don't blame Fauci. I think he did the best he could. Everyone picks on him. No one knew where this was going. So many freaking variants. The B5, B6, I don't give a f***. You can't keep up with them, man. You got to go on with your life. It's a tricky mother. I mean, Fauci, he's like, uh, you know, he, first he's like, you get your two vaccines and you dance in the street. You walk about with your life. Recently, he said, OK, we missed it by a little bit. All right. You can get two vaccines, two boosters. You still get COVID. Three boosters, two more vaccines. You're getting COVID. You get another vaccine. You're still getting COVID. Buys you seven minutes of immunity. That's all you got. <laughs> So now we're coming up for the daily COVID shot. Every day you go in like a B vitamin, you get your shot. By the time you get to your car, you've lost your immunity. But that's a hell of a 39 seconds. I got it out. 
That's a really good joke. It's really funny. That made me laugh. That actually gave me a pretty good belly laugh, to be honest with you. But the, the most curious thing about that clip is when you watch it and it pans out into the audience, they're all sitting there wearing masks and they all have to be vaccinated to attend that audience. That's the biggest, they're sitting there cheering, yeah, these vaccines are pretty silly, huh? And they're all muzzled, wearing their face diapers, and all probably have the mRNA swimming around in their bloodstream. Just got their fourth booster. And they're sitting there giggling about his anti-vax joke. I mean, these people are the biggest hypocrites. These people have no brain in their skull They'll sit there and call you a conspiracy person left and right. But, oh, Dana Carvey's on stage and he's making fun of the vaccines. He's saying the quiet part out loud. I guess I can laugh now. He, 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 he. But if Stephen Colbert was there telling them how great the vaccines are, they sit there and cheer anyways. It doesn't matter. They're mind jacked. They're hackable animals. Harari, as much as I don't like the guy, when I see these people in New Zealand, when I see these people in the audience at Bill Maher or Jimmy Kimmel, these people have been hacked. They have no firewall. Systematically hack all the people. Let's just finish up with his final joke about Fauci because it's just funny. Maybe they'll cut this part, but I always thought Fauci was kind of a tough guy. That's why I do him like this. And I, this is my catchphrase for him. I'm Dr. Tony Fauci. And from the bottom of my leather Fauci's, go f yourself. <laughs> I had to say that so we can cut it. Yeah, we can. Uh, so obviously uh, Dana Carvey's no fan of Anthony Fauci. But meanwhile, uh, you know, his buddy Stephen Colbert, his buddy uh, Jimmy Kimmel... His buddy James Corden, Anthony Fauci. But good for Dana Carvey that he had the cojones to go up there and uh, really just say what everybody really thinks. Fauci's a joke. He's a loser. He's a liar. He had no idea what he was talking about from the jump. He's the biggest flip-flopping, inconsistent clown of them all who have no idea why anybody would ever even listen to the guy. He was heavily involved with the AIDS crisis in the 80s. Was the inventor of AZT, has the patent on the drug AZT that killed people with AIDS. He also has the patent on a drug called remdesivir that is given to COVID patients and has anesthesia drugs in there, euthanasia drugs in the remdesivir that Fauci owns. Look up remdesivir-related deaths. Remdesivir has the same ingredients as euthanizing drugs that are used to put people down, okay? That's remdesivir for you. So you get COVID, you test positive with a fake PCR test, that's not testing for the virus, you're completely fine. You just have a little bit of a cough. So you sit there, oh, let me take a COVID test. Let me see if it's COVID or not. I got a little bit of a cough. Might as well take the test. Oh, I got COVID. Maybe I should go to the hospital. You go to the hospital. They give your ass remdesivir. Now you're dead. They say you're a COVID death. They say you should have got vaccinated. Or even if you did get vaccinated, they'll still call you a COVID death because I guess being quote unquote vaccinated now, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You could still die from COVID. The COVID's just that powerful. And as the Australian said, all these respiratory diseases 
other ones that you need to be afraid of, not just COVID. So just completely be in a perpetual state of fear, completely be in a perpetual state of begging on your knees for the big pharmaceutical companies to save you, completely be in a perpetual state of not knowing anything that's going on around you, and then maybe you can live in the new world order. Then maybe you can live in the Great Reset. Just don't question anything. Obey, obey, obey. Be a docile little robot until you slowly wither away and eventually die. Because that's that's their that's their ultimate goal. We know this. We 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 talk about this depopulation all the time. And we know that it's all a depopulation operation. From the COVID to the climate change to the infertility skyrocketing to the sexualization of the children we all know it's 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 all core of a of a depop all of these factors contribute into less humans on the world all they do is talk about overpopulation and how bad it is and how there's too many people and how there's too many useless people out there we all know that it's about a great reset it's all about a great shuffling of the human society okay but i got some uh, new clips for you this week of our buddies the good old James Bond villains over at the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab himself. First, we're going to listen to him telling you the true purpose of the COVID Great Reset. Great Reset. That's why he made the book. It's called COVID-19, The Great Reset. That's his book. And he's going to tell you the system. And he's going to tell you the outcome. He's going to tell you the great step-by-step endgame that the COVID is intended for and the other, the, you know, the pandemics that they're all saying is going to happen, the new pandemics. To be ready for pandemic two, I, I call this pandemic one. You know, we'll have to prepare for the next one. That, you know, I'd say is, uh, will get attention this time. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. We have to think ahead. He's going to tell you the true purpose behind them, the true Hegelian dialectic. Cause the crisis so you can implement your solution, but your solution was your goal all along, okay? So you create the problem for it. And here's Klaus Schwab just telling you. Now, when we look at COVID, I think we should um, distinguish between three phases. We have three R's. Restrain, which means to fight the virus, the hot phase, most countries are in today. The hot phase, which we are in today, fight the virus, fight the crisis, which means you get the vaccines all the time, as many vaccines as we tell you to take. Then we have recover, to go back to a kind of new normal. <laughs> to go back to a kind of new normal. I know I told you before that uh, it was a fiction that you are going to go back to your old world, but I guess people didn't like that, and maybe my publicist tell me that, oh, Klaus, uh, be a little more uh, optimistic, as they say. Uh, so I tell you, maybe we go back to kind of a new normal. Uh, but here's the real. Uh, here's what I really want to do to you. And finally, the reset which means to define and to design the strategies um, which uh, should lead us 
uh, in the after Corona phase. Design and construct your new life with your universal basic income that will be attached to your carbon vaccine credit score and you will eat the bugs. That is the type of design that I want for you. Klaus is really good at telling you straight up, but he's also pretty decent at couching his language. He's gotten better. He used to just flat out and say, this is great reset. I'm going to take over your body. This is force industrial revolution. We are going to gene edit. You're going to take microchip. But now he's a little bit more, uh, he's a little bit more cloaked in his vocabulary. I think, um, maybe his publicist, maybe his, um, PR people over at the WEF Illuminati meetings were like, Klaus, uh, just tone it down a bit, Lord, sir. But that's it. He's telling you all of it. Um, what is the objective? What kind of world do we want to build? What do we know? What did we learn? I think the world um, which uh, we want to create with the Great Reset has to be much more resilient. It has to be because security people will demand for more security. Um, physical security, health security. It will have to be more inclusive. Uh, we had already a big gap um, before the crisis started. This gap will be tremendously increased. So if we want to avoid uh, some kind of uh, social revolutions, and we have seen uh, the signs of anger on the streets uh, already the last weeks, um, so we have to address um, this issue to create a stronger inclusiveness. So all these words, inclusive, diversity, sustainable, it's all, everybody will be enslaved the same. Uh, everybody has equal opportunity to be enslaved. Under the Great Reset, we will have the most diverse and inclusive slavery system that ever was conducted here on the planet. That's what he's saying. And by sustainable, I mean that we will sustain you in giant mega buildings where you all live in an apartment as big as a closet and you, as my friend Yuval Noah Harari says, uh, Keep them happy with drugs and computer games. Yes, you play the computer games. You use the VR headsets because you are expelling too much carbon and when you leave your your little closet apartment on sustainable diet habits so you will eat the bugs when i say sustainable i mean you will eat the bugs in the future so that's what Klaus is saying there he's couching his language but that, that's exactly what he's you know that you know what he means when he says all these things you know his james bond villain ass you know he doesn't give a damn about diversity and inclusion he just wants to include you in servitude. Everybody everybody must be included in the Great Reset. If you survive the, the, the depopulation operation. If you survive the depopulation, then uh, you must obey. And that is the only way you will be part of the Great Reset. That's literally what he's saying. He's a freak. He's a clown. He's a goofball. He's a joke. You shouldn't be afraid of Klaus Schwab. He's a servant of evil. He's a willing slave of Satan. 
That's what Klaus Schwab is when he sits there with his 666 World Economic Forum logo. And finally, um, more sustainable because um, uh, we know now uh, that um, the next crisis is already waiting for us around the corner. And it is uh, the climate crisis. Oh! Oh! <laughs> and then he just ends it. You'll be afraid of the COVID, the COVID, the great reset, and then we have it ready for you. It's, it's already in the oven. It's climate crisis. We'll give it to you on a silver platter. It's climate crisis. Oh. But hey, you don't even need to do any sort of uh, dot connecting right there. He connects the dot for you. First, we get you to believe that you have a virus, and then we make you believe that you are the virus on the planet that's destroying the planet. So they use the COVID to make you integrated into the biomedical surveillance system apparatus that they create with the COVID, with your vaccine passport, your medical ID, getting you used to being in lockdowns, getting you used to not going outside, all these things, prepping you, conditioning you, you know, you know they talk about conditioning, to prepare you for what they have in store for you with the climate. If you pass their test of obedience with the pandemics and the injustices that they enforce upon you with the pandemics that they create, then... You'll pass that test and you'll be ready for the climate tyranny. And then you'll be fully woven into the Great Reset. You'll be fully grafted into the build back better dystopia slave system that they have for you. Where they got you surveillance all around. They got the surveillance under the skin. Surveillance under the skin. They turn you into a barcode. They turn you into a commodity. They turn you into a product, and then once you're a product, once you've been so dehumanized, then they can dispose of you at will because now you've, you've, become, you've become property. You've become a slave. Slave, property, product, commodity, all the same words, all synonyms, all mean the same exact thing. And when they see that you're... your use has been expired, they have no more use for you, just like on a shelf... At the supermarket, when you see a rotten apple, they can chuck you into the garbage just like that apple. Once you've become a commodity, once you've been dehumanized, once they've conditioned you to not care about your humanity, once they've told you that you do not have a soul, you're not unique, you're not made by God. You know, the, the whole idea that humans have, you know, this, they, they have this soul or spirit and they have free will and nobody knows what's happening inside me. So whatever I choose, whether in the election or whether in the supermarket, this is my free will, that's over. You're nothing but organic, useless matter as everything else that can be thrown away. Once they've convinced you of all of these nihilistic things, that's when, they'll, that's, that's when they've won. So they continue to try and do it. They continue to try and put those chains on you, little by little, those mental chains, to make you like those people that we saw in New Zealand, to make you like those people that go to the Stephen Colbert show or the Bill Maher show, and they sit there and laugh about the vaccine jokes. Meanwhile, they're all boosted, and they're all wearing masks in the audience, even though they know the masks don't work, and they know the jabs don't work. But they sit there and laugh at it anyways. They sit there and laugh at themselves 
being schmucks. <laughs> They're slaves, and they sit there and laugh at their own servitude. Isn't that funny? Isn't that just diabolical? Isn't that just disgusting? Doesn't that just revolt you to the core? I think I'm gonna be sick. And speaking of revolting to the core, I'm gonna end this episode with everybody's favorite satanic demon, Yuval Noah Harari. It is critical because this is what convinces people to accept, to legitimize total biometric surveillance. If we want to stop this epidemic, we need not just to monitor people, we need to monitor what's happening under their skin. What we have seen so far, it's corporations and governments collecting data about where we go, who we meet, what movies we watch. The next phase is the surveillance going under our skin. We now see mass surveillance systems established even in democratic countries which previously rejected them. And we also see a change in the nature of surveillance. Previously, surveillance was mainly above the skin. Now it's going under the skin. Governments want to know not just where we go or who we meet. Above all, they want to know what is happening under our skin. What's our body temperature? What's our blood pressure? What, what is our medical condition? Now humans are developing even bigger powers than ever before. We are really acquiring divine powers of creation and destruction. We are really upgrading humans into gods. We are acquiring, for instance, the, the power to re-engineer life. I know that in recent years, we saw populist politicians undermining deliberately the trust that people have in important institutions like universities, like respectable media outlets. These populist politicians told people that, say, scientists are this small elite disconnected from the real people. I mean, all this story about Jesus rising from the dead and being the son of God, this is fake news. Humans are now hackable animals. He was on the TED Talk podcast earlier this week, and he, he basically just says everything that you've heard him say. He basically just says everything that I just said. He basically just says everything that the Great Reset's goals are. To prove and convince humans that they're useless and that they don't matter in the world. So we can have the red carpet to experiment on them, to dispose of them, to enslave them, to make them our property because they're useless. They don't have use anymore. That's what Yuval Noah Harari says. And when you connect it to all the vaccine stuff, when you connect it to all of the people walking around in a trance and an obedient, docile days all day for their whole lives... When you compare it to everything that Klaus Schwab said, it's all just very sad to see how many people that they've rendered into hackable animals and that they've already turned into a commodity and all the people that are ready to be enslaved by these great reset globalists. So here's Yuval Noah Harari. We're gonna, I'm going to try not to cut in because what he says is, you know, what he says is everything. What he says is golden. Just listen to him say it. He's explaining the future to you. Part of what is going on, on maybe a deeper level of, 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 of the human mind, is that people sense, a lot of people sense, that they are being left behind and left out of the story 
even if their material conditions are still relatively good. In the 20th century, what was common to all the stories, the liberal, the fascist, the communist, is that the big heroes of the story were the common people. Not necessarily all people, but if you lived, say, I don't know, in the Soviet Union in the 1930s, life was very grim. But when you looked at the propaganda posters on the walls that depicted the glorious future, you were there. You looked at the posters which showed steel workers and farmers in, 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 in heroic poses. And it was obvious that this is the future. Now, when people look at the posters on the walls or, or listen to TED Talks, they hear a lot of, you know, these big ideas mm. and big words about machine learning and genetic engineering and blockchain and globalization. And, and they are not there. Mm. They are no longer part of the story of the future. And I think that if I, again, this is an hypothesis. If I try to understand and to connect to the deep resentment of people in many places around the world, part of, of what might be going there is people realize, and they are correct in thinking that, that the future doesn't need me. You have all these smart people in California and in New York and in Beijing, and they are planning this amazing future with artificial intelligence and bioengineering and, and global connectivity and whatnot, and they don't need me. So maybe if they are nice, they will throw some crumbs my way, like universal basic income. He's just so demonic, man. Sorry I let him go on for so long without interrupting him. You hear all that? You hear all that? We are creating the satanic AI global connectivity universe. You will have surveillance under the skin and we will throw you crumbs because you're nothing but little peasants that we can dispose of at any time. And it's such a beautiful future for you. It's such a wonderful future. So he's an absolute satanic demon. Yuval Noah Harari. He knows what he's doing. He studied in the Bible. He knows about revelations and what it says in revelations and how the world will be enslaved in a one world government dictatorship where people have to be marked by the one world ruler and Yuval Noah Harari is knowingly accelerating that into reality knowingly you see how he gets excited he gets turned on he gets lustful when he talks about these things, when he talks about global AI surveillance, when he talks about useless humans, when he talks about getting rid of the useless humans, when he talks about people being left behind. Listen to the passion behind these evil words that he says. But it's, it's much worse psychologically to feel that you are useless than to feel that you are exploited. So talk about this, because this is, this is one of the key ideas that you have been extremely articulate about. Talk about how, how you see technology shifting how things work and, and actually realizing those fears or, or risking realizing those fears even more deeply than you think people feel. So on, on one level, you know, it's, it's the economic and military realities. If you go back to the middle of the 20th century, 
And it doesn't matter if you're in the United States with Roosevelt or if you're in Germany with Hitler or if you're in, in, in the USSR with Stalin. And you think about building the future, then your building materials are those millions of people. Boom. Dehumanizes you. You're a working material. When you want to build something, your working materials are those humans. So just listen to, just listen to the dehumanizing language. He doesn't consider you a, a living being. He just considers you, he considers everybody, he considers all things means to an end. Means to an end. If you don't have use, then you should not have existence. That is what Yuval Noah Harari says. In his perceptions, if he perceives you to not have use, then he determines that you should not exist. Do you agree with him? Do you think humans are useless? Do you think humans should be depopulated? Okay, then lead by example. If you agree with Yuval Noah Harari, lead by example. You're a useless human, right? You're all useless by his estimations. Get rid of yourselves then. You shouldn't exist. I'd have more respect for these people if they led by example. Let's finish up. There's only a few more seconds left who are working hard in the factories, in the farms, the soldiers in the... You need them. You don't have any kind of future without them. Hmm. Um, and now fast forward to, to the early 21st century when we just don't need the vast majority of the population. Boom. There he goes. Says it right there. We don't need you. We have robots. We're creating robots. People are stupid. They're hackable animals. We don't need you anymore. There's too many of you. You're using our non-renewable uh, natural resources. You're, cre you're creating climate change. You're doing all these things. You're bad. You're bad. You're bad. Get rid of you. That's 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 all the why I don't understand why it's so hard for people to wrap their heads around and how these people want to depopulate. They say it all the time. They say there's too many people. They say people are useless. They say if we do a great job with vaccines, we could solve the overpopulation problem. First, we've got population. Now, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. So. I don't get how people don't see it, even though it's right in your face. As I said, read all those headlines in the beginning of the episode, played you the clips of the Australian people still enslaved, read you the CDC website, FDA surveillance of vaccine adverse reactions, and it says all of the things, including death, flat out death. Played you the Schwab clips where he runs the World Economic Forum, which is the global government mafia. Played you, Yuval Noah Harari, countless times, not just today. This is just the latest example. So, either we understand that we're literally under attack, and we get it, and we have the humility to look ourselves in the face and say that we've been humiliated, or we just keep going along. We just keep proving them right. You either keep proving them right, or you prove them wrong. I mean, do don't you want to prove Noah Harari wrong? Don't you want to prove Klaus Schwab wrong? Don't you want to foil their plans? When you hear the arrogance that they speak with, when you hear the holier than thou, when you hear the, just that evil, maniacal, control freak, dominating consciousness that they have, the will to just dominate you, 
Don't you want to prove them wrong? Don't you want to say F you? Because to Noah Harari, you might be useless. You know, the, the guy flipping burgers at the McDonald's. The guy pumping the gas at the gas station. The person working the register. They might think you're useless, but you know what? People like Yuval Noah Harari and Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab, they're, they're worse than useless. At least the burger flipper, the gas pumper, whatever, serves a purpose. He's there to provide. Yuval Noah Harari does nothing but take away. Does nothing but detract from the human experience. So Yuval Noah Harari might say the human experience is being hampered by all these, quote, useless people. But all I see him doing, all I see him aspiring toward is being completely reductive to the human experience, right? So if all these people are useless, then yo, Yuval, yo, Klaus, yo, Bill, you guys are worse than useless. You guys are more useless than useless because you guys ruin the human experience. You guys detract from it. You guys regress it. You guys diminish it. You guys want to demolish it. So if we're all useless, then you're worse than useless. Well, how about that for your philosophy, your psychology? How about that? That's deep, bro. That's deep. But they don't care. They don't care. They're just murderous psychopaths that want to get away with mass murder. That's it. They don't care. They, they try to couch it in this language. Oh, there's so many useless humans. They don't have a purpose anymore because we're going to replace them with robots and give them universal basic income. Oh, they're destroying the earth because of man-made climate change and the carbon's too high. We got to get the carbon down to zero. They, they, they say all these things. Oh, there's a pandemic. We need to cure you with the vaccines. It goes on and on and on, but... As I've said, and as I've always said from the very first podcast that I made of Connect Those Dots, they just want to get away with killing you. It's as simple as that. 